man. What's going on? This is your boy D. Johnson on the mic for Talk That-ish. Back with another episode. So, look, I got kind of sidetracked today. My girlfriend came into town, and I tried to upload this numerous times throughout the day, but I just had some technical difficulties. Uh, Wi-Fi wasn't good in some areas, and there were some other things that were going on with uh, getting this episode through earlier, as I promised you guys, the Lakers episode with the review. So we're going to try to aim to do it today. We're going to try to give you guys as much insight on the three teams that played, which were the Philadelphia 76ers, the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls, um, the Wizards and the Heat, and the Lakers and the Blazers playing all yesterday, excuse me, a couple days ago. And then I'm going to do another rapid fire probably tomorrow after the game is over. Um, when I get back in town, I will be going out. So I'll probably be trying to release that on Sunday. I'll give you a rapid fire of all the game two slash threes that are happening. There are some teams that are playing like back to back already who got who are going to have three games before this week is out, which is pretty amazing because the season just started. Um, but it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm kind of trying to <laughs> trying to work. I'm at work right now, so I'm trying to actually work and give you guys some insight um, as possible. So talk about trying to be committed to my craft, but we're going to go right into it. We're going to talk about the Miami Heat and the Washington Wizards. I think both these teams are perennial playoff teams. Uh, both will be like either in the fifth or sixth range, in my opinion. Um, I think that the Wizards will be slightly better once they get Dwight Howard back, who was out with a uh, glute-related injury. So he was out. Um, it's just one of them things that I think chemistry messed them up last year um, when they had um, issues within the team, whether they could play without John Wall or whether John Wall was holding them back. Um, could Bradley Bill be that second option as he was supposed to be? Um, could uh, they get some good center play? That's all to be seen. They were a pretty decent team when John Wall had some health issues last year, but overall this team needs John Wall to be able to progress in the playoffs. Now for me, the Washington Wizards have personally been a disappointment since they got bumped out the playoffs by the Celtics a couple years ago. I thought they were on the cusp of becoming an Eastern Conference team. They had all the pieces together, and I thought ultimately, they could do some work. Now, this game, this was a very tough, defensive, fast-paced game. And, man, that's, I think you could say that about a lot of the games so far this year. Um, but Miami won this one, 113-112. Let's talk about um, a little bit more about the Wizards. I kind of already discussed the, how I feel about the Miami Heat. Um, once again, um, going through the box scores real quick for you guys. Uh, Richardson was the leading scorer at 28 points, and Magruder gave you 20 points. So they had a pretty good showing from the small forward and the uh, shooting guard position. Again, that's that's very important for Richardson, who I think has to be that type of player night in and night out. His development, and if he can become a star for this team, will be very huge. Um, again, I do think they're Jimmy Butler away from becoming a more serious contender in the East, but I do see these guys being a playoff team. I don't see them going any further than the first round. They just don't have a, a standout player quite yet because I don't think Whiteside is that guy. And I, I've never really been that high on Westbrook as the leader of your team. I, I think if you have Westbrook, uh, excuse me, White, 
Whiteside as the um, Hassan Whiteside as the leader of your team, I think you're in trouble. I think you have some things you need to figure out ultimately with this team because they can't do it with Hassan Whiteside. They've tried that experiment. It's failed. You can't stick him in the fourth quarter. You have to hide him defensively because he's not the, the best defensive player. And when teams play up-tempo, he can't guard the smaller guard, so he's a liability on the floor. So um, it, his situation is pretty interesting. I, if I were the Miami Heat and Pat Riley, I would see if you could try to sit, uh, get a trade package with Whiteside and get him out of Miami. He's already kind of hinted he doesn't want to be, necessarily be there because the Heat don't really value his position or put him in the, in the, on the floor in the fourth quarter. So just trade him. But tonight they got the dub, 113 and 112. On the Wizards side, um, <clears throat> John Wall led all uh, his team with 26 points, nine assists, and three rebounds. Not a bad night from him. He had a lot of aggressive moments, some good moments here. Um, his team just didn't know how to finish it down the stretch, and that's that's the problem with Washington. They'll get out to great leads, or you know, they're able to defend with the best of them. But when it comes down to crunch time, you just ask yourself: Will Bill bring it home, or does John Wall have the goods to bring it home? Um, if you can stop these guys from driving, and John Wall typically likes to drive with his left, uh, if you can stop him from getting to the basket, he's not that great of a perimeter shooter. He's improved, but he still has a ways to go at that point, at that part of his game, especially when he he uh, needs to get a breather or something like that. Um, it's interesting to see what, what he does and what he can be um, at that level, but... Not a bad performance from him. Bill showed up with 20 points. This backcourt has got to play well um, for these guys to be successful. I think the addition of Dwight Howard is going to help these guys because they remind me of what the Portland Trailblazers are in the West. Um, but just, I guess, a little bit more talented because I think John Wall can play better defense than C.J. McCollum. And, and Bradley Bill is a better physical presence defensively for this team than anybody else. So... I think that once these two get it going, if they can get it going early and they can get some more production from Otto Porter Jr. and um, the other Morris brother and some uh, bench, some more bench uh, production from Ubre Jr. and um, the uh, uh, from uh, you know Jeff Smith, you know all these guys, Jeff Green, these guys they acquire who had 17 points off the bench. If they can get some good. Uh, production off their bench as well as from their starting five. I think these guys are being business, but all you really need is Wall, Bill, and Dwight Howard when he comes back, and everybody else just you know become a spot up shooter. You know, break be able to break your man down one on one and play defense. And I think this team will be fine. Washington lost his game one twelve to one thirteen. Uh, they fall to zero one, and Miami moves to one and one on the season. So nice one for Miami on the road after a tough uh, night out against uh, Orlando, um, who. <laughs> Actually lost to the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get into that on rapid fire in the distant future. So the next game I want to talk about is the Chicago Bulls and the Philadelphia 76ers. Not a bad outing for the Philadelphia 76ers. They won this game 127 to 108. Leading scorer tonight was Ben Sim. Excuse me, Joel Embiid with 30 points on 9 of 14 shooting and 12 of 14 at the line tonight. Uh, a couple of nights ago from him. Um, you know, you just can't do anything. I can't do no wrong with Philadelphia at home. But they're going to be a, they're going to be a very good team at home with the Boston Celtics and the uh, Raptors. But to me, after looking at the Raptors and the Celtics, I just think that the Philadelphia 76ers are a tier below what they should be. Um, it's just like I said, their season is very vital on what Markel Fultz can do. I mean, the fact this guy's getting, you know, he's getting cheers for just attempting a perimeter shot. 
and having the confidence to pr- attempt that perimeter shot and make it, um, he has a long ways to go. And he had 12, 5, and uh, 4, which is a big step up from what he gave you last game at 5 points. But it's just not enough. You need more from him. You need him to be more consistent. Um, Brett Brown's going to have his work cut out with really developing Mark Kale Fultz. But I think ultimately these are first-round picks, so you got to. And if you don't, I mean, that's just a big setback for the Philadelphia 76ers who need that guard play because when teams are able to load up the uh, the, the box and the paint and keep Ben Simmons and Embiid at bay, at bay shooting perimeter shots, I trust Joel Embiid. Um, with perimeter shots at times, but Ben Simmons is not a perimeter shooter, and he can be exploited if you if you clog the lane and force him to become a perimeter shooter because nobody fears his perimeter shot yet because he hasn't taken that part of his game seriously. Even in this game, he hasn't even tried to attempt a three point shot yet. He's zero of zero. He knows his you know he knows what he does best, and he averaged a triple double. He got 13, 11, and 13, but. It's good, you know, Markel Falls is going to have to develop enough so that they can mask what Ben Simmons is not offensively, and so that Ben Simmons can become more of an orchestrator and he doesn't now have to worry about being double teamed because they don't respect Markel Falls outside the perimeter. He's going to have to start making teams pay. Um, sorry, cut a pretty good game. He had 13 points. Covington gave you a great game. He gave you 20 and 5. When Covington can get going defensively, that's when his game unlocks on the offensive side with being able to be a spot-up shooter, a driver, and also a guy that can get to the line when he's uh, on. But he's got to be consistent on the road. He doesn't quite translate his game on the road in tougher uh, buildings such as the uh, the Raptors, the um, Celtics, and the Western Conference teams. Uh, so we're going to see what happens there. But ultimately, not a bad game from him tonight. Um, A. Johnson had another great game tonight off the bench. He got the, he got you 13, and Shamat got you 12. And again, T.J. McConnell is another guy. He's not going to count on the stat sheet, but he just does things that just keeps this team in in, in the game. Uh, and he's able to orchestrate and get people going. J.J. Reddick had 10 points off the bench, so it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes Markel Fultz to get there. I think it's going to take him about 10 to 20 games to ultimately start getting in a confidence groove to be able to take shots and get into that 10 to 15 clip per game and about maybe he's you know he starts giving you about four or five assists with that and a couple rebounds he needs to really have a more satisfying chart than what he does now because really nobody takes him seriously as a perimeter shooter uh for the chicago bulls portis had a good night his his development for the Chicago Bulls is going to be vital for this team to be successful. I think Levine had a great night tonight. He had 30 points. He led the whole field um, on the floor tonight with 30 and 5 and 3, 3 assists. Um, but he's not going to give you that type of chart night in and night out. So you're going to have to get some good, consistent play from Portis. And the development of Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be vital this year. Can he be the player that they expect him to be? And how fast will it take? I don't have the Chicago Bulls winning, but between 32 and 37 games. Unfortunately, that's not going to be enough in the East. They're going to be on the outside looking in this year. But if they can get that and perhaps build something with Jabari Parker, Wendell Carter Jr., Portis, Zach Levine, I think these guys have a have a chance to become the more, one of the most talented young teams, young and athletic teams in, that Chicago's ever had in a while. I think the post-Jimmy Butler Rebuild will be complete probably by next year. 
Um, I think these guys need to play with each other and play it out this year, um, have some moments, have some upsets, but ultimately get it together enough to be able to contend next year in the playoffs and hopefully be able to, you know, compete at least for a round or two until they can land a superstar or they can develop a superstar, whatever they choose to do. But this is going to be vital for this year. It's going to be Porter's development and also Jabari Parker with this offense and how he fits in with the Chicago Bulls. So that's going to be very interesting to see and, and see how that pans out as well. But I was really impressed with the Chicago Bulls tonight. Like I said, I, th- I see them winning between 35 and 37 games. Uh, obviously, I see the 76ers being a top four team in the Eastern Conference. So either third or fourth seed, um, depending on what the Pacers do this year, because I think the Pacers are going to be better than advertised for the regular season. Uh, last game I want to talk about tonight, and then we're going to spend a second on this. Uh, uh, talking about this one is going to be the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. This was the debut of my guy, LeBron James. If you know me and you've been listening to my podcast, I love LeBron. He's, I've been watching him since he was in high school at, at St. Mary's in Ohio. I love this game then. It's just been a guy that I've always kept up with. Now, like I said before, I'm a very unbiased guy. So as I dive into this and go uh, really, you know, analyze this game for a second, because I did watch this game yesterday. Um, or a couple of days ago, and I was really, for the most part, impressed. I wasn't upset like these. I mean, I see a lot of play, uh, people on YouTube, just like uh, any regular fan, hating on LeBron. Late three and six is going to be the downfall of this team. Oh, he lost the first game. I hope LeBron goes, you know, oh of 82. Oh, welcome to the West, LeBron. You can't translate. Like, even Chuck uh, Charles Barkley was being a hater on his – on um on the NBA show with uh, Chuck, Kenny, and uh, Shaq. I mean, he's being a big hater. He's like, oh, you're not going to entertain that big L. Yeah, they're going to take an L. They're going to have a – here's my expectations for the Lakers. My expectation for the Lakers is to be a 49-win team in the West, and these guys are going to make it as a fourth or fifth seed. You got to understand, the West is very tough. If you've not seen the starting games, if that's an indication how the West is going to be, then you're going to be – scratching and clawing week after week after week to win games because the bottom tier teams have gotten better sacramento kings have gotten better phoenix has gotten better um all these teams dallas has gotten better there's no easy night in the west at all so you're gonna have to grind out these games so 49 wins is not bad at all i do think that is reasonable for the lakers because lebron's gonna be lebron of course he's gonna you know like his stat line was 26 and 12 and 6 he had six turnovers in the second half and he didn't attempt too many uh second half points but you could tell he was just trying to get his teammates involved he was trying to keep them engaged and interested because if LeBron takes over, then everybody's creating a narrative of, well, LeBron, he, he plays the same way he did in Cleveland. He and, and, and they're trying to say, oh, he doesn't play defense. Well, if you look at his stat line, he, he played very good defense as a whole, uh, which is something he hasn't done in a while. And I've been trying to tell people that LeBron didn't play defense in, in, uh, in, in Cleveland because he was the go-to guy. He was it. And if he's gassed out trying to defend the, the other team's best player, um, he can't keep this team afloat uh this Cle- that cleveland team afloat like he did last year and be able to carry them to the finals and also we get swept but he gave you 26 and 12 tonight uh ingram gave you 16 mcgee gave you 13 13 and 8 mcgee had a very good, good game he's gonna be a very good piece and he's an exciting piece for this team because he's a good rim protector which is something lebron has really never really had in his career 
He's a guy that can really ignite those fast breaks that they did. These guys had 70 fast break points in their first game together. That is amazing. Um, I understand they lost to the Portland Trailblazers, and we'll get to them in a second. But to be able to go on the road and put up 70 points, even though they didn't they didn't shoot so well from the field, they were 7 of 30 at 1.0 of 15 from the field. So to say they don't have three-point shooting, I think they do. Josh Hart can develop into a three-point shooter and – um, I do think that uh, Kyle Kuzma just had an off night at the perimeter. But you can get play from Savai. I was surprised he didn't play Savai uh, tonight. He was a good perimeter shooter in the preseason. He, I think at one point in the Las Vegas League, he had like 30 points one game. So he can be a good perimeter shot if they give him some PT. And Coach Luke, uh, Luke Walton allows him to play and, and sees that he can hang in that second unit maybe and even work his way up to the first unit, unit to close out because LeBron needs some shooters to pass to. Kyle Kuzma's got to knock down his shot. Josh Hart's got to be consistent. Um, Caldwell Pope's got to be consistent. And, um, and uh, you know, LeVar, uh, uh, can't talk. Um, Lonzo Ball has to be more confident from beyond the arc. So once these guys get more confident, once they get used to the expectations of winning and what it takes to win, I think these guys are going to be okay. Don't be surprised or alarmed if the, if the Lakers start some crazy like 1-3 or 0-4. They're going to be okay. LeBron is, you know, LeBron's going to be LeBron. Rondo is going to be an orchestrator. And then I think a lot of people are creating a narrative. Oh, is Lonzo going to be able to close? Like, Lonzo's got to be, be able to develop. And what better way to, to develop than to have pressure on yourself with a guy like Rondo? Because Rondo's not going to give up his starting spot, but he's going to be able to mentor uh, Lonzo. Lonzo's got to prove that he can be out there because Rondo was a plus, like, seven last night when he was on the floor in, in efficiency. And when Lonzo was on the floor, he was a, he was minus seven or something, a minus eight. Something of that stream. So he didn't have a great shooting night. He did some good things defensively. I liked his hustle as a whole. He's able to get some loose balls. He was able to get some steals and get the uh, fast breaks going. But this team's going to have to find more uh, of, a, of a pace by in the half court because if a team can limit the Lakers to a half court set, I just don't have confidence that they'll be able to win most of their games in the in the West because of that. That's why I have them winning in about between 48 and 49 games this year because they're going to have to figure it out uh, with LeBron being on the bench at times and his minutes being a number of concerns. To be honest with you, LeBron said, I, I feel better when I play a lot of minutes. But here's the thing, LeBron, you're 33, going on 34 years old, and you can't afford an injury or this team is not going to make it anywhere and this will be a bust. Um, and that's my concern for LeBron. I think that that's something that he should pay attention to as well. But overall, I was really happy with his uh, – with his debut tonight it was more fun to see lebron sit down and only play 37 minutes which is a breath of fresh air i don't think that that'll be the case going forward i think lebron will be back up playing between 39 and 42 minutes in the regular season he's going to have to because he's got to be able to ignite that uh first unit and i think rondo if you keep rondo in the game and you, you know with uh lonzo um, they'll be able to really get that second unit going with Hart. Um, I want to see more minutes from uh, Beasley. You bought him in for a reason. He can be a good defender slash uh, another perimeter guy that can shoot some mid-rangers for you and get to the basket. 
But they got to be able to, to have Josh Hart get, do better from the three-point line. He came on late with three or five shooting and gave you 20 points off the bench. Um, I think personally if Caldwell Pope doesn't give you more than five, then I think that uh, jo uh, Josh Hart should be starting over Caldwell Pope. He cannot be a JR 2.0 for this team and give you five points and be that inconsistent. Um, the West is too good for that. you got to have good guard play night in and night out. Uh, even uh, Rondo who had 13, and he have, he's not the best three-point shooter, but he can definitely shoot it if you leave him open. And uh, he was able to do that tonight. One of two from the three-point line, six to 13 from the field goal. Uh, so not a bad night from him tonight. Um, definitely want to see more from him. But overall, I like what I see from this young Laker team. They just got to gain confidence and get used to LeBron. LeBron's lost his opening uh, games before, so I'm not shocked about that or the fact that that's happened. But I do think that LeBron's got to be more aggressive and assertive when they, when they get him close or get him there. Um, he's going to be able to take these guys home. Um, and they got to be able to win at home as well. I do. I am going to keep my eye on the Houston game. I think they're able to win that game at home because Houston has an even worse defense than the Lakers right now. But the Lakers don't have a bad defense, but I do think they should slow the pace down um, a little bit because LeBron can't pay, play at that pace at his age. I'll be highly concerned with him running up and down the floor that fast um, to get that many fast break points. Even though I know that's the goal of the Lakers, I do think they need to, you know, they said they were about 121 in tempo, which you cannot keep up. That's the fastest in the league that's ever been. Um, the next fastest was uh, last year's um, New Orleans team. They uh, they ranked first in the league in, in tempo, averaging 101 in, uh, on the tempo chart. So this is fast for the Lakers. Uh, I think they do, they do need to settle down a little bit in the tempo. I like to see them at like maybe 101 or 105 like the New Orleans uh Pelicans were last year and see if they can uh, get some more production from their from their young core. If even two of those guys are able to be successful and be 20 point, 15 point per game, folks, they can really take off and it doesn't take but two or three of them because I think with the pressure of two of them being good, it'll force the other guys to come along. And I think Lonzo's got to get himself together before the All-Star break or they're going to trade him. You can't be on the floor and be afraid of shooting or, 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 or not being able to trust your shot. Trust it. And like LeBron says, be able to, you know, when you get the ball, shoot, regardless, miss or make. Be have confidence in yourself and those shots are going to come. But I like his hustle on the defensive side of the ball. No problem with it. We're going to go over to the Portland side of things. I liked what I saw from Aminu. Um, he had a good game um, as a whole uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And also, uh, I like what I saw off of uh, Stas, Stas uh he had 24 points on 7 of 11 shooting. But my question is, can, he, can the bench play translate on the road? They have Steph Curry, yes. Can these guys give you those type of numbers on the road? That's the Portland Trailblazers' big question. Because we know what we're getting from Damian uh, Lillard and C.J. McCollum. They gave you 28 and 21 tonight at home. But can this team be successful on the road and win enough games to be in the top tier of the NBA again? Because I think that if they can do that, then they're going to be in good business. But if they can't win on the road, they're going to be a lower seed in the West and they're going to probably get bumped again in the uh, West as well. And I think that's one of those things where Damian Lillard is going to look at himself and be like, well, look, I'm not getting it done here. I want to win and I want to go somewhere where I can win. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Portland Trailblazers. I do think they're a playoff team. Uh, maybe a fifth or sixth, fifth or seventh seed, depending on how they play away from home. 
Um, but they do go into some slumps uh, where they don't have good games and uh, they're not getting good production from um, Nurkic, who should be a better player than what he is on this team. He gave you 16 points and nine rebounds, but he can be a very up and down player as well. But I like what I saw from the Blazers tonight. They were looking aggressive to find their shot. When I watched them on TV, they uh, had an answer for everything that the Lakers were doing. The Lakers had 70 fast break points, but uh, they were able to answer with 13 of, out of 47 and three points, 35.1%. Not bad at all for the starting night, so no rust there. Damian Lillard looked like he was on a mission. CJ McCollum looked very good. So I was very happy to see their production. Like I said, I see them between a, fit, a, a fifth or seventh seed. I do think they are lower tier because I don't see them better than the New Orleans Pelicans that's currently constructed if, if and only if um ad continues to play the, the way he's been playing i don't see them better than the warriors and i don't see them better than um either houston or um utah those are those are the teams i think they're going to be a top tier teams i do have the lakers in the mix as a fourth or potentially low uh, lowest being a sixth seed because they got lebron james and i think that one of those young players are going to develop enough this year to be able to be a co-star to LeBron so they can figure out their star situation next year. But I fairly enjoyed this game. Portland won it 128 to 119, so it was very fun to watch. Had fun watching the Lakers. I was I felt myself yelling and being excited about Laker basketball, which is great. Um, so you know, it's going to be exciting times in Lakerland. They play uh, host to the Houston Rockets today, later on today. So that's going to be an interesting game and another opportunity to see what the Young Bucks do at home. So really excited for the uh, new the, the new process of the franchise. We're going to have uh, um, another episode of um, of. Of, of, of NBA coverage um, rapid pace tomorrow at some point I'm going to cover all the games that happened today as well as the games that are happening tomorrow I'll just do it all in one episode most likely I'll do it on Sunday morning uh, when I come back in town because I'll be out of town uh, with my girlfriend so I won't be uploading tomorrow via the podcast but my apologies again for giving you guys a late podcast just wanted to kind of give you my insight quick insight on what I thought of yesterday's games and, and um, the potential I think the NBA is going to be tough this year every team is really good and every team is actually really going for it um, nobody in my opinion is like tanking purposely or not trying so far I know it's the beginning of the season but you can honestly see an improvement in the league and an improvement in competition I like it um, it's getting back to what it used to be but that's going to do it for your boy D Johnson on the on the mic for talk that ish I hope y'all enjoyed this episode this NBA episode uh, capping off about what happened on the 18th we're going to get a t- cap off on what happened yesterday and today's games on Sunday. Um, so please just stay tuned and stay stand by for that. Hope you guys enjoy my podcast. If you guys like what you guys are hearing, please support me. Um, you guys can support me financially by clicking on the link and, and dropping a donation. It would be well appreciated. Um, as I said before, I am trying to become a sports analyst. It's something I want to do. I am in the midst of right now doing some work to become a sports anchor for a local news station. So if that does happen, I will still continue to do, do the podcast, but maybe not as much because I have more obligations to a news station. But I am looking forward to the NBA season as well as the NFL season. So we will go into this weekend's topic. I didn't cover the game on Thursday because it wasn't, to me, it wasn't worth covering. Um, I'm a Steelers fan, so I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to discuss pretty much what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the other teams in the AFC and the NFC. So things are heating up in the sports world with football, 
Um, college football being pretty good. I, I might cover some of that this weekend, as well as uh, the NBA getting started. So, again, really exciting times for the podcast, really exciting times for sports. But that's going to do it for your boy. I'm at work, so I'm going to go ahead and get back to work. I um, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Again, listen. And, and if you like something that you hear, please, and you want to follow me or connect further with me, please follow me on my Instagram at underscore underscore DJ 94 underscore underscore. Again, that is at underscore underscore DJ 94 underscore underscore. All right. Peace.